Sarepta Jubilee. Biblically speaking, it is a time for all debts to be forgiven and we all return to our ancestral lands and all slaves are freed. In 1971, in February, Hillcrest was a tiny little village. No street lights until development came. And then it came in the form of a small constable with a large hat and huge white gloves who stood on an upturned basket and did wonderful gymnastics as he directed the traffic. The church in Asagai started in February 1971 and there were nine people there, one of which was a visitor. We called it the church at Asagai according to the biblical pattern of location and not denomination. It was not planned or organized, it sort of just happened. It was triggered by Mike Attlee praying for Dennis Norton and raising him from his deathbed. Dennis then married his nurse and started a prayer meeting which became a Bible study in the Norton's house in Asagai Road. Our emphasis was the gospel of the kingdom rather than salvation as per John the Baptist and Jesus. We outgrew the A-frame and moved to the copper shop in Bothers Hill. Our model for our services was 1 Corinthians 14, 26, where everyone has a contribution of some kind or other. The structural base of our testimony was gifting, not organization or institution. Philippians 1.1 was the framework of authority, the apostolic band, the people themselves, and the elders and deacons. Circumstances would dictate which of those authorities was functioning. We outgrew the copper shop and moved to Dillis Hines' house in Winston Park. And then uh, Jane and I moved to Queenstown for one, uh, two and a half years. Meanwhile, Ken and Faye had withdrawn from the Coastal Assemblies of God, which is a somewhat uh, Gnostic subgroup of the National Assemblies. From Winston Park, we moved to the Hillcrest Library Hall. Uh, our idea was midweek. We, we obviously came back from Queenstown. Kenneth yeah. called us back. Yeah. That's right. Kenneth Faye called us back from Queenstown. We took up the reins. Well, we took up the reins of the of the scattered and the, the scattered and the shattered. Uh, our idea was midweek home group, Sunday congregation, and uh, once a month celebration uh, in the Hillcrest High School. 
Then we multiplied into an armada of four gunboats uh, at Kloof and Waterfall and Hillcrest and Essegar. But the trouble was, instead of cooperating, the armada started competing. So we had to re-amalgamate in the Kloof High School and the Clarkson's house. Ken and Faye, who were the center pole of the Sarepta Tabernacle, bought a plot from Trenchant and Marilyn Bowden in Gillets, and there Gareth and his son James built a wonderful gathering place, uh, which we occupy till this day. Uh, we've been joined in the ministry team by Jonathan Silcock and Russell Chadwick. While committed to the principle of one church in one area, and we cultivated relationship with all other church leadership, we moved from the administration of the Assemblies of God to Foundation Ministries with Derek Compton and then Sunrise Ministries with Frank Matthews in England, if you please, and finally to Costa and Lorraine Mitchell with Vineyard, which has been our happiest home ever since. The core and spiritual strength in Sarepta over the years has been the exceptional gifting, excuse me, the exceptional gifting of the worship team. Uh, focused on uh, Mary Ellen and Alan Judd. Another remarkable resource was the ministry of Val Thompson, whose pastoral services in the office, while she was office manager and personal assistant, were quite extraordinary. Rather than plant out other Sareptors. Our focus was to provide a base and authentication for multiple ministries, such as Trevor Wood with Yada Yah and uh, Campus Crusade with John Templehop and uh, Sarepta Radio uh, consulting with David Hotchkiss and the Concert of Prayer with Anne Hotchkiss and Woman Aglow with Anne Kliegel Christian Action for Israel and Monday Motivation as Zalani Bakati who has been raised from an orphan uh, by Sarepta. The, the lay witness movement with Janet Hotchkiss and Valley Ministries with Robin Trish Bird and Peter Wiley and of course Heartland with Daryl Schreiber. Uh, we had a mission outreach with the Briscoe family, who were in, first of all, Tanzania in Mafia Island, uh, and then they moved to Alexandria in Egypt, where they still serve the Lord. Uh, in all the excitements and turmoils of the past 50 years, the high points were, for me were when the Holy Spirit would move on a Sunday morning so the preacher couldn't preach. It is with joy and gratitude I see 
Alan and Mary Ellen leading Sarepta into the next 50 years, or hopefully the day of the Lord. Now I've left out most of you. Uh, and the reason for that is you are more important than anyone I've mentioned. And you have a special honor in heaven. Uh, <coughs> there are many of you, but people like, uh, for example, the Innesses and the Lombards and the Lees, including the angel who danced, you remember? And Dawn and Kay and Dell and Monica and the Murrays and the McNaughtons, the Trennels and Pat and Eric and Christina <coughs> and Brenda and Janisha, Mandy, the Readers, the Gouches, the Schreibers, Wendy, the Cuthberts, the Putzes, Margie Schleier, Margaret von Rensburg, the Smiths, the Palmers, the Hills, the Hollies, the Catlins, Enoch Bernadette, you are all the creme de la creme. My story begins in this bar at Berthesil in about 1970. The Kersney organist's wife, Mrs. Harper, says to Jonathan, so what are you do going to do here, Jonathan? in a pommy voice. Start a New Testament church. And so the adventure begins. Having two small girls, I remember mostly what impacted them as their home was invaded every Sunday by the church being very much part of their lives. Growing up at the church, first of all, Asica, Highway Community Church, and finally, Surabda. Camping and the youth group, which gathered around Danny and Laverne de Branch and the Murray triplets, was a large, vibrant group in which Jacqueline was a leader. Shirley-Ann played mommy to baby Candy to Blanche. We ran successful camps, children's church under Peter and Dawn Page, youth camps where at Pennington, we nearly drowned half the youth. Leslie Kegel and John Dixon both received an assegai medal for bravery. I was brave too. I was the shepherd. I went to rescue my flock and I dashed into the waves. And a few seconds later, I was halfway to Australia. And I think it was Leslie Cleagle who rescued me from a watery death. <laughs> for going out and pulling them plus Jonathan in. Ladies camp. Camps at Bainsfield, how we remember those. House church camps. Uh, and then, of course, the damaged, storm damaged, abandoned cheese factory with bats and bat poop in the sagging ceilings, where we took Frank Matthews and Stuart Reed 
and scared the English pants off them. Those wild colonials. They were expecting Buckley's holiday camp. <laughs> My children attested me as PK, Peter's kids, they didn't merely survive, they thrived. Both are serving Jesus in the kingdom and my grandchildren carrying a light on, Joshua shining, product, products of those days, a legacy of which I'm so grateful to God, wonderful Jesus. Missions, missions to Zimbabwe, to Mozambique, Southwest Africa, Namibia. Sue Palmer and Jonathan Silcock went to um, Russia. And then, of course, there was Hosanna magazine. And as I think of it, some Hosanna on TV, uh, Hosanna programs. Um, but the magazine featured Stephen Kegel on the front page twice, I think. And inside, various members of the congregation had quite, the, the magazine had quite a distribution. Del Bertram being the secretary then. A great adventure. With highs and lows. Moving with the Holy Spirit. Where the Holy Spirit blows. A prayer of mine, which I often pray, is open my eyes that I may see the hidden things of God, the Holy Spirit wifting the kingdom as we walk our daily lives. Did you see it? The flash and the splash of the Kingfisher. I saw it more than once. But in one particular time, a prophetic word came from Alan Judd, which he gave me. There, I saw it. The Holy Spirit working through and each one of us. The friendships of the brave people who helped build the New Testament church alongside Jonathan and me and mum and dad are too numerous to name. A big thank you to you all. Here's to the next 50 years. Hallelujah. Good morning, Sarepta. 1971 was quite a year. In 1971, women were granted the right to vote in Switzerland. Intel released the world's first microprocessor. The first ever email was sent by Roy Tomlinson to himself. It said QWERTY UIOP. Walt Disney World was opened in Florida. And the first golf ball was hit on the moon by an astronaut called uh, Alan Shepard. This is also... Uh, the year Sarepta 
or what was originally the church at Asagai, was born. And it's also, by the way, Lorraine's and my jubilee. So 1971 was clearly a very good year for the beginnings of good things. And also some bad things. The Beatles broke up. That was a sad day. Major General Idi Amin took control of Uganda. But let's go back to the positive. Our journey alongside the church at Asagai, which became Sarepta, began a few years after 1971, when we came to minister one year in the, I think, the Balcombe's Lounge. A few years after that, I brought a team of Bible school students for an Easter event. We drove for 12 hours from Johannesburg to get to Hillcrest. That weekend was significant for me in that for the first time in my ministry, I encountered a church that was like the Thessalonian church, of which Paul writes this. He says, And we also thank God continually, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as a human word, but as it actually is, the word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. For you, brothers and sisters, became imitators of God's churches in Judea, which are in Christ Jesus. I taught a worship seminar that year, and this church that I discovered in that Easter weekend just started doing what I was teaching. In the middle of the session, they would pick up what I had been talking about and start to do it. It was overwhelming for a young Bible teacher to realize these people are much more mature in the faith than I am, and they believe me. <laughs> That's what has shaped you, defined you, and produced the fruit that you have borne as a church. Simple faith shown in practical obedience. We fell in love with you then, and the love affair has continued for 40 of your 50 years. That's how long we've walked alongside you. We thank God for every remembrance of you and for every gift of grace that we have shared. So this is your Jubilee, 1971 to 2021. In Leviticus 25, it says, Consecrate the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a Jubilee for you. Each of you is to return to your family property and to your own clan. The 50th year shall be a jubilee for you. Do not sow, do not reap what grows of itself or, or harvest the unintended vines, for it is a jubilee and is to be holy for you. Eat only what is taken directly from the fields. Everyone is to return to their own property. If any of your fellow Israelites becomes poor and sell themselves to you, do not make them work as slaves. They are to be treated as hired workers or temporary residence among you. They are to work for you until the year of Jubilee. Then they and their children are to be released, and they will go back to their own clans and to the property of their ancestors. The Jubilee was a time to make redemption visible. It was a time for three things uh, that I'm going to talk about. The first is reset. The second is refocus. The third is redemption. And that is our wish for you at Sarepta. Firstly, reset. COVID itself has brought about a reset 
for individuals, for the church, for families. It has reminded us of what is important. It has brought us back to basics. It has re-emphasized people over projects, people over property, people over programs. And that's what the Jubilee did for Israel. It was a reminder to them to stop all of the pursuit of success and gaining this and buying this piece of land and starting this business. And it became a time to reset, to go back to the basics, to return to your roots, to become focused on family, to celebrate the truly important. As I say, COVID has forced the world to do that. And I believe one of the things that God has been saying to us through this pandemic is exactly that. Celebrate the important. The second word is refocus. In cricket, when a batter reaches 50 runs, not sure if uh, Mr. Blackman ever did that, but uh, I I know that uh, your past... Uh, wonderful pastor uh, Henry Duncan um, did. Uh, But when a batsman or batswoman reaches 50 runs, he or she needs to refocus, to look around, to remind themselves of how the field is set, to draw a fresh line on the crease. We call it taking fresh guard, to orientate themselves in relation to the opposing bowler and the stumps that you are protecting. And then to get your head down and bat for the hundred. And so to refocus means to become aware of my surroundings. Become aware of what is for me, what is against me. To become aware of the important things that I need to do if I want to continue from the 50 to the ultimate goal of the century. And so in spiritual terms... This is a time for you, for you as a church, for you as individuals, as families, to not only reset, but to also refocus and say, let's, let's uh, orientate toward the future. Let's keep our feet well planted in our foundational values, but let us also be orientated toward the future. The third word is redemption. The Jubilee was a Sabbath of Sabbaths. It was marked by, as we read, the cancellation of debts, the liberation of debt slaves, the return of people to their family property. They were to negotiate the, the debt that, that uh, involved, was involved in purchasing a piece of land in relation to, as a percentage of, how many years to the next jubilee. Some People say that Israel never actually kept this, uh, the Jubilee because it was too uh, kind of, uh, it, it, um, it stopped people making the kind of profit that they wanted to make in their lives. And we don't know if that is true or not. But God's intention always was to say, use the time to make profit, use the time to do business, use the time to show yourself strong and to exercise excellence uh, on the way to, um, to success as a person, as a family, in business, in all of those things. But always with this idea, there will be a day 
when a jubilee is announced and when everything is equalized, when everyone stands on level ground and where people are, they have their debts canceled and the return, they return to their family property. For Sarepta, let this day represent a time like that. A time of saying, wow, God has been good to us. He has helped us thus far. He has given us opportunities. He has helped us succeed at some things that not a lot of people have succeeded at in terms of um, not only uh, outreach and, uh, and the celebration of what the body of Christ really is, the unity and the, and the, and the love of, of one another and, and real community. But it is also transcended the, the, the lines of, of, of race and ethnicity and of, and of age so that you have some of the best young leaders in the country uh, participating as equals in the, in the leadership process. All of that is God's doing. And so don't, don't let any of that um, kind of be dis distracted by what is going on around you. Let this time represent the end of times of regret and of thinking back and of uh, wanting the past back again. Recall with joy what God gave you at first, but exercise determination to take hold of what he has promised, to start over, to start over every day. I think for me personally, the, uh, the lesson of COVID has been taking every day uh, on its own merits, loving the fact that I still breathe, that I, my, my heart is still beating, that God has given us another day. And so Lorraine and I celebrate this jubilee with you. We celebrate the thousands who have received Christ, who have been filled with the Holy Spirit, who have learned to exercise spiritual gifts, who have been encouraged, exhorted, entertained and transformed. We celebrate the redemption of so many spiritual debts and physical deficits. Brought How many have, have been reconciled? The healing of relationships, the healing of the divide between people, the healing of marriages and other relationships, families. You have been a place where just like Israel in those days, the, the kingdom of God is revealed, is revealed in how you relate, is revealed in what you preach, is revealed in who you point to, uh, namely the king himself. And so, happy born day, Sarepta. Mazel tov, usuku loguzalwa uluchle kininonke. And, as we Greeks say it, chroniapola, which means, may there be many, many more years and more jubilees until Jesus comes. It's been an absolute privilege to walk the journey that I have with you, and I celebrate this day with you. And Lorraine joins me in sending you all the love in our hearts. God bless you. Wow, wow, wow. We have been uh, at this for 50 years. 50 years, our jubilee. What an exciting time. It's just a great pity that we are not having a, a big gathering at Sarepta today with people from all over the country. Costa would have been with us this weekend. 
but we just thank you for your input to us over many, many years, Costa, and particularly probably in the last 10 years where you have looked after us. We thank you, Costa and Lorraine, for your input. So a time of jubilee, a time of great excitement where uh, slaves were released, where debt was cancelled. And that's where we're at today. And I just loved Costa's word of uh, his uh, three R's, the reset, the refocus, and uh, the redemption. And uh, as I look at uh, my own cricketing career, it was never like Henry Duncan's who played for Zimbabwe. Uh, Costa, I actually did once make a hundred. I actually was a bowler, so uh, batting was never my strong point. Uh, I was dropped at 99, but went on to make a hundred. And what you're saying about when you get to 50, you reset, and you see uh, the professionals, when they do that, they, they reset, they refocus. And uh, we've had... Uh, at the beginning of this year, I just had to relook in terms of COVID, in terms of what that has done to us. We've had to uh, relook and say, Lord, what is it that you have for us in the months and years ahead? And part of that process is actually just to look back at our roots, at our beginnings. And our roots go back to 1971. And uh, the, 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 the kind of, even before that, where Dennis Norton was healed uh, from, a, from a lung disease and he was expected to die, but he was healed. And it was out of that healing that a, a prayer meeting was formed. I think it was uh, in the, uh, down the bottom of there by Asaga, in, in Asagai, in, the, in the, what they called the upper room. And so there was a, a prayer meeting which developed into a Bible study and then in 1971, uh, Jonathan and Jane were called uh, to be the senior pastors of Sarepta. So Sarepta was born uh, from a healing, from a prayer meeting, which developed into a Bible study. And then in 1971, Jonathan and Jane were called. And the kind of mandate that Jonathan and Jane had was uh, to develop a New Testament style church. Uh, a church which was uh, looking to the Spirit, at looking at the, what, a, what, a, what does a, a Holy Spirit-led church look like? And as Jonathan said, uh, one of his most fond memories of Sarepta was when uh, on a Sunday morning, the preacher didn't get to preach because there was such a, a flow of the Spirit and worship and words and words of encouragement, uh, tongues interpretation that uh, the preacher didn't get to preach, but there was life. So as we, as we look at this resetting, one of the themes for this year, and we've started off, is the, is the theme of prayer, which really is going back to our roots. And uh, the importance of prayer, that we need to be a church who prays. So our reset, as I just hit my 50th run and I'm looking uh, at the past and I'm looking to the future, uh, reset and refocus, looking at uh, what the, as Costa said, what the uh, enemy is throwing at us and, and we live in like incredibly difficult times. Maybe there I'd just like to turn to a scripture and let's go to Acts 
chapter 14, uh, verse 22. And I'm going to change it a little bit because uh, it's, it's talking about uh, Paul and he's being stoned uh, and dragged out of the city and they presumed that he was dead. Um, and then he went and he preached uh, with, Barnabas. He went, with Barnabas. He went and he preached at Derb. Uh, maybe it was Durban. Uh, and when they preached the gospel to that city, they made many disciples. And over the years, many disciples have been made at, at, at Sorrento. And then they returned. And maybe they, re, maybe they returned. And, and Paul returned to Hillcrest and Kloof and Gillets. And what did they do? Verse 22. Strengthening the souls of the disciples. Encouraging them to continue in the faith. And saying that through many tribulations. We must enter the kingdom of God. And so there's a sense in which as we go into the next 50 years, the next season of our lives, or when the Lord returns, if He returns before then, uh, we need our hearts, our souls to be strengthened. To be strengthened into the battle in which we find ourselves. In fact, it's quite a, 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 quite a battle because this word says that we have to uh, go through many tribulations to enter the kingdom of God. And that's not saying we don't enter the kingdom of God somewhere way down the line when we are, uh, when we go and die and be with the Lord or the Lord returns. Uh, there's an entrance to the kingdom of God today. That as we persevere with faith, as we let his death and his burial and his resurrection impact our lives, as we die to ourselves, as we die to our old flesh, as we put on the new Christ and we live in the newness that Christ has for us, that's how we enter the kingdom of God. But that's the battle, and there's many tribulations and many difficulties. I wish I could say to you today that it wasn't going to be like that, that it would be actually be very easy. But we have the promise of the Holy Spirit. And for me, as I look at uh, the way ahead and the, and the days ahead, yes, it's, it's the Word and the Spirit. And that's why at the beginning of the year I started off with the, the Bible study method called SOAP, where you read the scripture, you observe what it says to you, you apply it to your life, and you pray it into being. Because we need to be people of the Word, and we need to be asking Holy Spirit to show us that. And asking the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts. I love it where it says in, in, in Ephesians, it says, uh, do not get drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. And that's a continual thing. That's something we have to continually be filled with the Spirit. And so even as we approach the Word, we need to ask the Holy Spirit, who is our teacher, to teach us, to show us Jesus. And so as we, as we look at the future, there's been many distractions in this past year. And I, I know COVID has been a very serious thing and a and, and a difficult thing, but we've had elections in, in America, and it's amazing how uh, uptight people have been about that, how, how we in South Africa have followed it with such uh, um, anticipation and, and, and wondering what's going to happen, and then some people being disappointed, and the, the anger and the, and the vitriol that has been displayed on uh, the social media 
over over the results and 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 so we've had these these things we've had distractions and the distraction is a distraction away from Jesus ultimately as i look to tomorrow as i look to the next day our reset needs to be re, a reset and a refocus is what Jesus said Jesus called us to seek first his kingdom of God, the kingdom of righteousness. And then he said, everything else will be added unto you. We so often get distracted. I even get distracted. I get worried and concerned about, about what's happening in our family and, 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 our, and, and, the, and the stuff that's, 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 that's difficult. But he says, reset, seek first the kingdom. In Colossians 3, it talks about setting our mind on things above, setting our mind on Jesus. So my solution for us today, as we, as we look into the battle, as we have many tribulations, is to keep our focus firmly on Jesus. So if you come to me for any advice, my advice is going to be Jesus. Whatever the situation you face and I face, it's firmly to be uh, put on Jesus. I went to a friend's farm uh, yesterday and uh, went to pray with him and he's had a fire and, and, the, and the usual things that farmers go through. And you think we have challenges, labor disputes, labor issues, farm burning, uh, sugar prices low, uh, you know, just issue after issue, not, not enough rain, too much rain. And uh, he had got COVID and, and now like really exhausted and really tired. And where does he find the solution to all that? He finds the solution when he Sabbaths in Jesus, when he rests in Jesus. And so I want to read a little portion of scripture. Because beloved, as, as we celebrate our 50th, it has always been about Jesus, and it will always be all about Jesus. And the scripture I'm going to read is Colossians chapter 1, and it's entitled, The Preeminence of Christ. This is the King that we serve. He is the image of the invisible God the firstborn of all creation. For by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things and in him, all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to, do, to dwell. And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of the cross. 
And so it's Jesus. He is the preeminent one. He is the one to whom we run to. He is the strong tower in which we hide. He is the one in which we find life. He said that he was the way, the truth, and the life. So let's, beloveds, let's push him to Jesus because he is our future. He is our life. And so as we uh, start gathering again, that's uh, wonderful. I just love uh, to gather, to worship, to minister to the Lord, to give thanks um, and to pray. My hope and for, for us at Sarepta is uh, that we would be full of Jesus, that, that Godhead that dwells in us. I think at the end of uh, John chapter 17, it, it talks about uh, that Christ would be in us and we will be in Christ. Isn't that a beautiful thought? Not only does it say that, it says that the love of Christ would be in us. The same love that God had for Jesus is now in us. That's incredible. And that's what we are called to do, beloved. We are called to be conduits of love and of grace. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for Sarepta. We thank you for all uh, the cloud of witnesses that have gone before. The many who have scattered uh, all over the world. We pray for the kingdom of God to explode in their hearts and their lives. We pray for us here meeting at uh, 11 Old Main Road. We, we pray that you would invade our space, that you would fill us with your spirit, that rivers of living water would flow from our inner being, that the Holy Spirit would be evident in our lives, that as we pray, that as we get lost in worship, as we seek you, that we will find you and we will have your heart and we'll start praying your heart and we'll be living your lives and we'll be bringing this kingdom of God wherever we are, whether it's at a church meeting, whether it is at a birthday party, whether it is at a, at a business function, whether it is at a school, whether it's on the sport field, wherever it is, that people would see Jesus. And so, Lord, today we declare that you are the Lord, that you are the Christ, that you are the Son of the living God. And not only are you the Lord, but you're our Lord. And we thank you that as we walk with you, as we follow you, you are our Savior. And so we declare you today, our Lord. Amen. We just asked Jonathan and Jane to, to pray for us. For the next 50 years or as uh, Jonathan said until the Lord comes and hopefully he comes soon so, so Father in heaven we praise you for family we praise you for friendship 
and we praise you for the for the ministry and principle of the laying on of hands and the imparting of grace and whatever it was that you imparted to us in in this story we pass on now with joy and wonder to Ellen and Mary Ellen and we bless you Ellen and Mary Ellen and we impart to you grace upon grace and joy upon joy thank you thank you Lord for the gifting and the empowering of the Spirit of God over you, in you, and around you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen.